Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, y'all, and thank you so much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me is my special guest, Dr. Keegan Hadley, and here is a bit about Dr. Keegan. He is a doctor of occupational therapy, specializing in using psychological treatments such as acceptance and commitment therapy, known as ACT, with his patients. As a patient and therapist, He has a deep understanding of the interventions and knows how emotional stress can interfere with rehabilitation, daily activities, and overall quality of life. As an athlete, he tore both ACLs playing college and semi-professional football. This experience made him acutely aware of the struggles associated psychologically post-ACL injury and how to overcome them with positive results. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Keegan Hadley, where we're going to dive into psychological flexibility and recovering from trauma. Thank you so much for letting me be here. My pleasure, Dr. Keegan. And oh my gosh, whenever you popped on, I was like, man, he looks really young. But... (laughs) I may or may not ask your age, but before we dive into your subject matter expertise, I definitely want to give my audience a chance to connect with you on a personal level, and I'm sure you've done your research and listened to some segments, so I like to do that with either a fun rapid fire 10 question game or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Ooh, probably an icebreaker. Okie dokie, here we go. We're breaking the ice with Dr. Hadley. So I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. Mm. I would say an interesting fact about myself is... um, Hmm probably that I've played a college football game with a torn ACL. Oh, wow. Did you know your ACL was torn playing that game? <laughs> yes, uh, 100%, for sure knew. Interesting. I would say, instead of interesting, that, got, that would kind of be crazy. So did you exasperate, like, you know, the pain by playing with that torn ACL? So essentially, it just kind of dives into my story almost. Um, That was the first ACL I had. So that was my left one. Um, And I tore it, if you're familiar with football, uh, it was during fall camp of my junior year in college. And I rehabbed for roughly six weeks um, and then put a brace on it and then played in three or so games. So um, I I definitely knew um, it was torn. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So now we're going to dive into your subject matter expertise, psychologically healing from trauma, using the ACT method, and just that flexibility. So with you being a 
physician and doing some of the things that you're doing, did you always know that you wanted to go down the route of becoming a doctor? Um, I always knew I wanted to work within medicine. Um, I wasn't really sure on which area. I mean, I kind of gravitated towards physical therapy or psychology just because of my background with um, mental illness. And then obviously with the two ACL tears, um, I spent a lot of time with physical therapists as well. So I kind of was going back and forth quite a bit between those two. And I was lucky enough to find occupational therapy. And it's just kind of the, um, you know, perfect marriage between the two. And I'm able to work with, you know, the different uh, psychological or emotional issues one might have as well as address the physical deficits as well. Oh man, I needed this conversation like months ago because I was in the thick of it when my dad got paralyzed from the waist down due to medical negligence. So we had OT coming, we had PT, we had rehab, and we just, I just really, really had high hopes that my dad was going to be able to walk. But had we known that he had a stroke that went undetected, we could have got him to a neurocenter first before, you know, going to a rehab where he ended up getting worse in rehab, but all, all places where you should rehabilitate somebody to somewhat, you know, having that quality of life that they had prior to coming to rehab. But neither here or there, because he's in a better place, no longer suffering. I just wish that we could have done more. And I feel like sometimes when someone doesn't really know the in intricates of the health system, plus on top of that, we had the pandemic going on back in May of 2020, which, you know, it's still going on, but just seeing my dad from May to November and just the transition, how you walked into the hospital and then you're paralyzed from the waist down, which is a freak show. So I thank people like you for what you do because it is not easy with OT or PT. And some patients are very combative and some patients are very open. But you mentioned something early on. You said with your um, phys uh, physical ailments that you had with the two torn ACLs. And then you also mentioned mental health. And we are currently in Mental Health Awareness Month. So did you experience mental health issues as well, or do you just have experience dealing with it, with like patients? Um, no, uh, the, the reason I was so interested and wanted to go into psychology or dealing with uh, mental health issues is I've struggled with anxiety since I was um, a freshman in high school. So pr pretty severely all throughout high school and uh, college and a little after, I'm just now starting to um, really get quite a bit better. Um, so it's it's been a long battle for sure. And thank you for sharing that. And how can dealing with that and overall trauma affect you psychologically whenever you're going through the healing journey of trying to rehabilitate yourself? Because people don't know that, you know, the brain talks to the body, like it's the brain, the body, and there's different neurotransmitters that go back and forth. And if something is a little off balance, then that could prolong your healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so essentially for me it was um when i got injured both times i essentially um i was very interested in mental health um but i never really practiced anything i was just like a, a pretty strictly an athlete or football player so I, I thought a lot of the you know um sports performance psychology type stuff was kind of 
ridiculous, unfortunately. Um, and that hit me really hard because I never really developed any of the um, psychological skills or positive coping mechanisms to deal with it when I actually lost my sport because I used um, those physical things as, as my coping mechanism. So when they're kind of taken away abruptly, it was uh, pretty traumatic. Wow. And that's so, so important that you said your coping mechanisms, because everyone has their coping mechanisms and their vices. Some smoke cigarettes, some like to have sex, some are interested in pornography, whatever your vice is, like whenever that is taken away, or even those social interactions, like we saw a lot of people during the pandemic, whenever the world was shut down and you couldn't go anywhere except your home, a lot of people began to suffer mentally. And it also caused them to have different um, injuries because they were trying to work out at home things were getting torn and pulled and they couldn't necessarily go to certain places because they're like oh we could give you a telehealth visit and I said did I say I need a damn telehealth I need a person face to face mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely been a struggle with uh, um overall especially primary health care where they're you know you need to take like blood pressures and you know, those kinds of things where you have to physically be there. Uh, it's definitely struggled for sure. Yeah. But one thing that you have accomplished in the thick of it is your new book, which is, which came out in May, on May 17th, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, Overcoming the Psychological Challenges Post-ACL Injury. So is Tom like your pseudonym <laughs> or? No, it's, it's, uh, it's actually torn. Uh, oh, for my ACL. Yeah, no, it's not a big deal. Okay. Um, uh, Torn is uh, essentially the story of me um, as an athlete. It started and I kind of started the story in high school and went through uh, the different issues I had with anxiety and then my struggle with the two ACL tears and then uh, afterward and uh, some other emotional trauma that I went through and how I um, kind of get got through that using act therapy so or act therapy principles so so let's talk about act therapy principles because I have no idea what that is and I'm sure the audience is probably wondering the same Mm -hmm. so essentially um it's kind of um a third generation like uh, you've heard of CBT uh, cognitive behavioral therapy so essentially the um, what, what you're trying to get out of CBT is if I'm having the thought, you know, my, my per, I'll use my personal um, kind of uh, negative thought was I am broken. That, that was kind of my thing, whether it was, you know, physically or just due to my anxiety, I always felt like, you know, um, I, I had the persistent thought I am broken. So CBT would essentially say, you know, whenever you think that um, you're supposed to replace it with a positive thought, like, um, you know, yeah, think about your favorite location or your favorite food or whatever the case may be. Um, and just, uh, you, you know, think, think positive thoughts and it essentially posits that you have, uh, you can control your thoughts. And that always was a big struggle for me. So after I tore my second ACL, um, you know, I was in a pretty dark place. I ended up getting in, um, a relationship with an individual who I would find out was an alcoholic. 
and um, you know had had quite a bit of a you know emotionally abusive situations due to that relationship. And after that, I knew I needed some help and a way to deal with that. So I started going to therapy, and that's when I came across um, you know CBT. And I just struggled because I could not change my thoughts. I'm one of those kind of people that you know if you say, hey, look look over there, or don't look over there, my brain will. Uh, it'll it'll go over there and stay over there um, and I just couldn't I couldn't grasp it so I, I kind of scoured the internet and I found ACT therapy and the subtle difference between CBT and ACT therapy is um, when I have my persistent thought that I still have to this day um, I am broken it, it just allows me to gain a little bit of space and perspective on that thought so instead of thinking I am broken I, I can adjust that to thinking I am having thoughts of, um, you know, feeling broken, or I, I am having feelings that I am broken. It just allows you to separate that. It's that slight change that just allows you to realize that you are not your thoughts and you can't control your thoughts. So, yeah. So it's amazing how one tweak and one shift in your paradigm can reprogram your body's operating system to really get you to think about things from a holistic perspective, but also to um, fly on all levels because if you are operating in a zone of pessimistic and that negativity you're not going to be able to receive the good that is trying to enter into your life whether it's relationships or whether it's your nutrition or, or your overall wellness as a whole because there is a disconnect so I like to tell some of my coaching clients is if you think about a cell phone we all have our cell phones there are certain times whether you're using an android or a apple that it's going to tell you to update and you need to update that software in order for your device to function optimally so if we take time to really analyze how we update our softwares on our electronic devices why can't we update the softwares in our body to really help mind body and soul and then whenever you feel like you're at a point where you just can't do it find a therapist or someone that you trust that you could confide in and I always say a paid professional that is trained because sometimes your family members and your friends they can have those unconscious biases and sometimes what they say, yeah, it may be beneficial, but it's not going to help you unclog the sink and really get things flowing again. Yep, I, I would definitely agree. Um, a lot of the people I speak with are um, people who have had injuries or, and it's just a very unique situation where you have uh, generally athletes who have an injury like an Achilles injury or an ACL injury where they're out of, you know, what they love, you know, kind of taking them out of their self-identity or, um, you know, their main source of self-esteem um, and just being able to cope with that. Uh, so I, I can certainly understand that for sure. And I did have another question, um, Dr. Hadley. So with the ACT method, oh, well, the ACT principles, what does the A, the C, and the T stand for? Acceptance and commitment therapy or okay. training, depending on how you're operating. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. So acceptance, commitment, and then the T could be therapy or training. Mm -hmm. And then if you pair that with CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, mm -hmm. you're on your way to gold. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, um, well, I use some things that are kind of 
um, loosely related to CPT. I don't delve as far that way as just because I personally, I, I don't believe in using anything that hasn't worked for me. Um, so, cause I have a hard time, like I, I can't sell anything I don't believe in uh, or, or not believe in, but didn't work for me. I have a really hard time with that. So I, I incorporate some of it because CBT is essentially like the father almost of ACT because it was around before and has a lot of literature too, but there's just some nuanced differences that allow uh, ACT to be more flexible, hence the psychological flexibility. And it's just uh, uh, an easier way for me to operate with my clients for sure. So outside of those two, the ACT therapy and the CBT, are there any other natural modalities that you use that helped you with your psychological um, flexibility, whether it was acupuncture or it was any other form of natural remedies that people introduce? Some people are now saying hypnosis is beneficial or tapping into your chakras or your Reiki. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people feel like, uh, I'm not about that woo woo, but sometimes it can be beneficial. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really dived into, um, any of that stuff. I kind of just stay, um, you know, in, in my lane. Um, I, I suppose it because I don't, um, have much knowledge on any of that other stuff. I just kind of, um, stay within act. It's what I'm very comfortable with and it's very fluid and uh, flexible and I'm able to help, you know, uh, a very, diverse uh, population with it. So it's kind of just where I've stayed. <laughs> and how long have you been practicing? A um, couple, a year and a half. In the medical field? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Oh, wow. So you're like really new at it. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Rather, rather new. I uh, My uh, professors were all uh, excited slash almost confused that I was writing um, a book because it's almost from I was learning about some of this stuff as I was I was almost more interested unfortunately in some of the stuff I was uh, learning outside of class which was act rather than you know inside class so I was kind of learning in tandem so so do you ever foresee yourself adding on anything new to your practice um yes um, but it would actually be more on the physical side of things, just the different joint injuries and stuff like that. Um, because it's my opinion that a lot of the, um, exercise science is like 20 ish years behind, um, what it really should be as far as joint injuries. So. Okay. Super cool there. And then I know you have quite a bit of initials behind your name. So let's talk about those different alkylates. OT. OTD is that occupational therapy doc or doctorate in occupational therapy? Yep. Okay. And then the other OTR slash L. So that's just um, occupational therapist registered and then licensed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then this is a, a big question here. So mm-hmm. since we're now in the space where doctors are in a virtual setting, are you only licensed and able to practice in your home base or where can you practice? Because there may be someone watching and say, ooh, I need Dr. Hadley. Or mm-hmm. for anyone watching them, they may be like, oh my gosh, he's like Dr. Dreamy or whatnot. I need to slide in his DMs and see if he can work on me. <laughs> so it's a, a little nuance. That's a, that's a really good question. And I had to it, I had to really dig um, a lot of what you learn in school. They don't 
teach you some of this stuff. So essentially for occupational therapists, I can provide therapy in state. Um, but I, it would be, this is why I made the distinction between ACT training and ACT therapy. They're, they're essentially, essentially the same um, in practice. Um, but just the terminology and some of the semantics are a little bit different, but I can coach anyone, um, you know, throughout the country or uh, wherever. But as far as uh, being able to call myself, I'm providing therapy um, that has to be in North Dakota. That's where I'm licensed and registered. And there's no uh, like psychology. Uh, it, unlike psychology, we don't have like a reciprocity where um, if I have a uh, North Dakota license, I can, you know, see patients in Minnesota and South Dakota and Montana. It doesn't unfortunately work like that. You have to go through like a decently um, tedious process for each state, which is frustrating. So. Oh, wow. So that is definitely interesting because I have seen it where people could kind of dip mm -hmm. and dab in multiple spaces, which definitely helps their business flourish. So I thought that was a good question to ask. No, certainly. Yeah. And out of our conversation, is there anything that I did not ask that you want to say to the audience regarding the work that you're doing? Um, yeah, uh, I, I would say it's, it's applicable to, even if maybe you haven't even had an injury, but you're struggling maybe with um, just how to, how to deal with it all. The, the world's really chaotic right now, as, as everyone knows. Um, and if you're having, you know, trouble balancing between maybe schoolwork and, you know, your, your sport or even is a, you know, a working professional and family and all the obligations we have, I, I kind of, uh, <laughs> I work, work with the whole gambit as far as um, just helping them cultivate the six different act uh, skills. Cool. And thank you for adding that value there. And then this is going to be more so a personal question, not for me, but I'm just asking for my husband because he's had a torn ACL and mm -hmm. by doing something crazy as riding the dirt bike. And I told him, don't go out riding the dirt bike whenever it gets late at night, because where we live, there's different deers and coyotes that come off in the back of the trails. So mm -hmm. he flipped, he flipped off the dirt bike, him and a deer collided and my husband flipped off. And so he tore his ACL. And when he told me, I kind of like chuckled and laughed because I was like, oh, dude, you're fine. Like, and then when I went back outside, I was like, are you seriously not about to help me get the groceries out the car? And then I really analyzed it from head to toe. And I saw that his pants were ripped and he was all kind of like jacked. And I was like, oh, something did happen. So he <laughs> went the route of doing PRP. So like the stem cells mm -hmm. injection to like kind of help repair the ACL. So mm -hmm. have you done that or know anyone else that has? No, but I would have, um, I'd love to actually talk with him because I, I do a blog um, also on joint entries, mental health and stuff like that as well. Um, and I'd love to just get his insight on how it's worked and what his experience was, um, because it was something I, I would have loved to take advantage of. Um, I've had four su surgeries personally, uh, between the, I had a surgery for each leg, obviously for the ACL surgery and then a revision surgery. And if I could go back, I am not a hundred percent sure I would have had surgery. So I'd love to just get his insight, you know, for my 
clients as well. So Okay, yeah. So I'm definitely going to share this segment with him and share because they did tell him surgery, but then as he was doing his research, he found that you could do the PRP where they um, extract the blood, twist it all up, and then put it back in. And I was like, are you sure? Dude? But then the crazy thing was insurance is not like gung-ho on that stem cells right mm-hmm. now and doing that. So we literally paid out of pocket. And I'm like, are you flipping kidding me? If you would have just got off the damn dirt bike. And- <laughs> But I learned you don't kick a man when a man is down and you just support your boo, whatever your partner is, you support them because you live to see another day. Well, that is, I'm glad, I'm glad he made it through that. Does he still have the motorcycle? Is that the, that's the, that's a question here. Yeah, he still has the dirt bike. He still rides it or whatnot. And I tell people I'd rather him have the dirt bike than the motorcycle because the deal was we were going to go there and buy a go-kart and then he's like oh let's get dirt bikes so we were instead of leaving with one we were going to leave with two but they didn't have an automatic one for me to ride and I can't ride the manual and I'm like that type of girl that loves to do the guy's stuff so I was Mm -hmm. like okay fine we'll just get one dirt bike and I'm so glad I didn't try to get on that thing because I probably would have bust my ass too but (laughs) it was the same way last time i was on a motorcycle i was probably like uh, under 10 i I don't know when and i I, for whatever reason couldn't figure out where the brakes was and i ran into my own garage so that was my last uh, experience with the motorcycle so i'm i'm on the same playing field as you for sure amazing and now let's jump into the call to action dr hadley so what is it that you would like to leave the audience with as far as your call to action you could plug your book if you have your book near you flash flash it up so we can see what the cover looks like i i wish i did i, I ordered it as soon as it actually some of my clients have gotten my book before me but mine got back ordered for some reason so i don't even have a copy of my own book but um you can connect with me i'm very active on um social media uh, instagram and twitter at uh, the acl therapist and then my personal website is the aceltherapist.com or keeganhadley.com um i'd love to hear from you if you're having any issues so And there you have it, listeners and viewers, Dr. Keegan Hadley, all the way from North Dakota. He can only give therapy in North Dakota now, but he can train you state to state. So keep that in mind. And until we chat next time, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You can also see all things video and see this doctor by going to our YouTube channel, which is at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular and consistent basis. Because of you, our ranking has bumped up to the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts for www.listennotes.com. So get at us. Let us know what topics you want to hear next so I could continue to bring on amazing guests such as Dr. Hadley. Until next time, peace, love and lots of blessings. Have a good one, y'all. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at 
gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.